1: Fifteen minutes of flame, the hottest podcast on the internet.
2: That was the uh, great Nick Kershaw.
3: Um, wouldn't it be nice? What an interesting video! I've always loved that tune. By the way, it is—it is like like pure. Pop magic. It's happened around the same time as Thomas Dolby, Howard Jones, right, like kind of this interesting sort of uh, synth pop, but not but but with some you know, it, it's got it's got some a little a little bit of meat to it, right? It's not just completely fluffy. Like don't get me wrong, I like uh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark. They're a little fluffy. I mean, you can say that tune is fluffy, but it's got some, like, fucking just massive hooks in it. And the the video is really interesting because Nick Kershaw is, he's a Pisces, right? And he's doing this kind of Piscean thing, which is, like, merging with his environment. Because he, it's like, it's like kind of a weird man who fell to earth sort of motif and the beginning of the video he has this rock and if you paid attention he drops the rock and it's the rock that grounds him to being in this reality right and he starts to sort of begin to phase out and the song is um i mean the song is a, a, a to me, when you listen to the lyrics, it's it's about a relationship, right? Like he's trying to figure out what it's like to be in somebody else's skin and and for that person to be in his skin. And you know, it's 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 a theme that that has been you know dredged over pretty well in uh pop music, but but he goes about it in, in an interesting way, right? And so part of the story is being told. In sort of the green screen projection of his of his suit, which is really what that, I think what that is, um, and you can see at times the the drama, the relationship that he's talking about, and the theme is alienation, right? Like he's alienated from his lover, he's alienated from um, two people being able to kind of feel the same thing together, right? But then there's another layer of the alienation where he, he is literally an alien. And he comes down from the from his apartment without his little grounding stone. And he's kind of discovered by these people. Like, who the fuck are you? You know? So there, the, there's also this kind of science fiction man who fell to earth sort of theme going on there. And then, of course, if you watch the video, he gets he gets beamed up. He's like, but he's but he's talking about also about like humans. You don't know how be, how good you've got it, right? Even in their their most um, I, don't, I don't know decrepit forms, like the guy in the street that's cooking meat over uh, an open flame in a drum, right? And the people that surround him there at the end who are really kind of the working class rabble of England. And he's saying, you don't understand how good you have it. Like you should be in my shoes. Like I'm living here and I'm with you people <laughs> and it's not easy. Right. I think that's the other subtext of the the song. So it happens on a couple different levels, but if you didn't see the video, you would think that it was just about a relationship, but the video adds a whole other layer to it. Anyway, there you go. Little Nick Kershaw. Um, let's check in with everybody. Let's see how you're doing. Some interesting stuff to talk about today. At least I think it's interesting. I hope you think it's interesting as well. All right, who do we have? We got DJ MC. What's going on, Brother Mike? Beth Berry, Double B in the house. Leela LMM. I love saying that. LMM. She's here. Good morning to see you. Uh, Good to see you this morning. Let's see. Thor at the door. There's my man, Steve. Brother Steve. TJ, Tomas, what's going on? Let's see who else Wendy says the beautiful one. The beautiful one. Another classic, right? Come on, man. Another classic. Nick
2: Kershaw. Good tune. You know, he was at Live Aid. He said it was the most terrifying experience of his life. Yeah, that was his peak. He actually started
3: to kind of go down to the side of the mountain. Uh, let's see. Sony's here, the classy one. Kelly B in the house. What's going on, Kelly? Good to see you. Uh let's see. Past Lives Matter? Yes, they do. One AI. Lyrical brilliance. I think it's a great song. I mean, the structure of the tune is like like maybe Howard Jones gets a little close to it during that time, but it's just a really unique song. Um, let's see. Made it for the song on Rumble right now. Thanks for the Tonight Show with Robert Phoenix. Yes hola, 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 hola back. Jell-O is good for you. Jell-O might uh, make some homemade mm, jello with cherry juice later.
2: I kind of miss Jell-O. I haven't had Jell-O in a long time, but back in the day, I liked a little Jell-O. I liked a little jello with some whipped cream on top.
3: What kind of flavors did they, they have? Didn't they have strawberry jello, cherry? I remember strawberry jello. There was lime jello. What else? What other flavors of jello did they have? Those are the ones I remember the most. I was not a big fruit in the jello person. It's like I didn't want any surprises in my jello. Jell is basically aspic, right? Like aspic was kind of a big deal, but that's how they actually kept food relatively fresh for a while. They put it in aspic and then they would uh, eat the, uh, the food that was being preserved in the aspic. Harriet Bowie, 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 like like Jim Bowie. Jim Bowie, Harriet Bowie. It's gone, Harriet. I think the uh I think the Bolo tie makes its debut this week. Hey, the Crimmies are here. 36 years of marital bliss. Well, how about that? How about them apples? Congratulations, Crimmies. You're a testament to the institution of marriage. God bless you. I have great grass fed gelatin. Oh man. Leela, you might have to you might have to make some
2: jello surprise for the event. We might have to have some jello. Let's see who else do we have.
3: Yeah, it is a great story. Hey, the goat. The greatest of all time, Jake Kaiser, in the house. What's going on, Jake? Good to see you, um, Mark. M., hey, what a great show we did on Friday. Still getting um, a lot of com- a lot of compliments um, about that show,
2: which is good. Let's see who else we get.
3: Mark did a great job. Fantastic job. Um, Interesting how, wouldn't it be nice changed over the decades? Yeah, I guess, but I like it sort of
2: frozen in jello, preserved in the jello of our memory. That is a tune, right?
3: All right, who else? Hucklebuck 411 is here. What's going on, Hucklebuck? maybe I should play like a like an anniversary of the Krimi's. Let's see.
2: How long have they been together? 36 years? Is that right? 36 years? Okay. All right. I got a little surprise at the Krimis.
3: Little surprises with today. What is today? Today is uh, the 18th. Okay. So my math generally sucks,
2: but um, we're going to do something here today. For the old Crimies. Let's see what we got. Uh, 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 let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Here it is. All right. So
3: let's see. Do this. Do this. Minus 36. So the Krimi's got married in 1987. July 18th,
2: 1987. All right, so let's do this. All right. Ah, uh, the number one song in ninth on this day in 1987 you 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 won't you won't believe it you won't believe it the crimmies
3: are the exact opposite of this song this was the, this was the number one song wow wow what a song that so That is a fitting song for a day to get married on, right? Because you're no longer alone. Like, I was alone until I met you. I thought I could just get by all alone. And that song is about two people finding each other. It's like, how do I get you alone, right? There you go. It goes out to our friends, the Krimi's. And that was the number one song on this day, the day they got married, way back in 1987. I hope I got the year right. If not, you can still have the song. It's still yours. No problemo.
2: All right, let's get back to the business at hand here. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Da 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 da. da. Da, da, da. where are
3: we I got to get into uh great show with uh, robert dark knight yes, yes 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 claire's here what's going on claire fantastic graphics with the tv set awesome idea it really is a late show it's a late show early for sure illuminati confirmed i watching robert chat today you know sometimes you got to make friends with your greatest enemies.
2: Aren't we all one? Isn't that
3: really the, the major paradox and conundrum that we're all one? Uh, Let's see. D Tifford, Darlene. She's here. Binka Feliz, also known as Lynn from Panama. She's here. Uh, Let's see. It was my birthday yesterday this crab is crabby okay past lives matter i'll I'll play a birthday tune for you tomorrow i can't play too many songs in a day or else we're mtv uh let's see who else
2: who else
3: Mm, 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 mm. hey fran's here what's going on fran fantastic we have a dangerous air warning today far from the fires man's death from the skies right i always like that song because i can relate i've never felt like i fit in this world yeah that song is such a cool song i'm talking about the necker the hard song was very dramatic that is a great song to have to be number
2: one on the day that you were married. Uh, let's see.
3: What else do we have here? Yes. With whipped cream that we're on the Jell-O talk did not like vegetables in Jell-O, but never had the vegetables. I was not a big fruit fan in the Jell-O. I didn't want to, I didn't want any surprises, right? I just wanted that Jell-O, no surprises, strawberry with sliced banana. You know, I might try that. Tart, cherry juice, jello, no fruit in it. Leela, we got a, I think we got a, we got a winner.
2: We got a winner there.
3: Uh, is jello what we call jam in the UK? Uh, no, it is. What would you, what would you call it in the UK? There's a name for it in the UK, but it's not jello. Gelatin. You would know it as gelatin, I think, in the UK. Um, it is a gelatin dessert. There we go. Doesn't sound appealing. It has a unique appeal. There's something about Jell-O that is like... like... I think you had to be in like the 60s and the 70s to appreciate Jell-O. Maybe it's just a nostalgic thing. Um, let's see. I could do that. Let's do it. Let's have some. The fermented cranberries, fermented cranberries. Jello shooters. I, I I did have a Jello shot on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. Sounds like jelly. Then maybe that's what you guys. So you guys call jelly jam. We actually have a thing here called jelly, which is like jam but not as good. Just no to Jello.
2: The Bolo debut is happening this week.
3: Yeah, that was a good forecast. No, it was a great forecast. Uh, Mark and I, a pleasure having Mark on the show. Hucklebuck is here. What's going on, Huck?
2: Moira. 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 NYC. Good to see you. Uh, thank you, Robert. Hey,
3: it's my pleasure. Two in the afternoon. Alone by Heart was still on the charts at number one at two in the afternoon.
2: Uh, Let's see. Another
3: jam, right? 80s tunes are the best. Man, the Wilsons are fucking great. Like, they are great. They can play anything, guitar, keyboards, bass, but they can play little drums. When they were in their prime, they looked awesome, like beautiful, right?
2: Very talented sister duo there. This must be the place by Taught by the Talking Heads. Um, that's a cute song. For sheer dramatic effect, though, you got to go with Alone by Heart. Right there.
3: Let's see. Oh, what else do we have? We'd rather hear the Crimmy song. Oh, it's too late now. It's too late now.
2: Let's see. Cremo, serious pipes.
3: Yes. Absolutely. They can sing for sure. Tamara's here. Hello, Tamara. Good to see you. I saw Nancy Wilson concert last month. She is still a phenomenal musician. Seattle girls.
2: Good to hear that. Just play videos today. I am going to play another video. It it won't be a music video though.
3: Um, It'll be a different kind of video. Uh, Let's see. Anybody Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I think we're up to speed and ready to go. All present and accounted for. Yes, you missed the Aspic conversation. We definitely uh, got into Aspic. Lark's tongue in Aspic. User 13 loves early heart. I'm in agreement with you. Okay, let's uh, let's get into today's show.
2: All right, so I ran across this... um,
3: newscast yesterday from 1979 august 23rd 1979 so it's like the what the first day of virgo right and um the crimmies will probably appreciate this the broad this is from new york um, the broadcaster is a uh, roger grimsby And we're going to go through this a little bit because there are some things in here
2: that are like, have
3: things really changed? Have they really changed? Because there are some events in this newscast. Some of them are um, funny. Um, Some of them are unusual. Uh, Some of them seem somewhat timely in some ways. And so I I asked the question, right, have things really changed? Or are we in just a more extreme version of a reality that we once occupied? And there's also something quite interesting in here. If you are a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, uh, I'm going to give you a big Curb Your Enthusiasm reveal here. So let's get into this a little bit. Um, this is a, a, a newscast from 1979, and Roger Grimsby is the, uh, is the anchor. So I'm going to kind of fly through here a little bit. It starts off with uh, some commercials, and now we're into the news. Now they tried to get to this police shooting three times during this newscast and they finally get there. And so when they get there, I'm going to, I'm going to play. I'm going to, I'm going to play this, the story. And if, if I didn't tell you it was 1979, you would think that it was now with the exception of, the fact that now there would be organized and engineered protests over the shooting. And there was some, but not the way it is today. All right. So let's get into this. There's a, there's a, there's some weird high, strange stuff in here too, some of it will put a smile on your face in a funny way. All right. I'm going to put the headphones on cause I'm going to listen. So here we go. We're traveling through time now. And we're going back to 1979, and we're trying to understand how much has changed, and, or how much were we just not paying attention? Because there's some symbolism in here that you'll find fascinating. And it's like something today we would just pounce on, like it was just raw meat. And back then, it was a detail that just went straight over our heads. Right, so join me. Here we go. Roger, Grimsby. And the uh, New York Evening News. Let's do it.
1: Tracy Egan reports.
2: Hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back.
1: Casting direct from the Eyewitness Newsroom. Good evening. I'm Roger Grimsby. Here now the news: A 26-year-old former mental patient has been killed by police. The man was armed with a pair of scissors. Raising the question, why did five officers fire a total of 24 shots to bring him down? Tracy Egan reports.
3: Okay, hey, this is one of the misfires of the story. There's a another one.
4: Line And a wash of dried blood marked the spot where Luis Baez was shot and killed minutes after his mother summoned police. Rose Padilla told police her emotionally troubled son was cutting up her kitchen floor.
1: Uh, We have to apologize for the state of that film. Uh, We'll reach.
3: Okay, so flash forward. What do we have? About three months ago, we had a scene on a New York subway where a guy was like losing his shit, right? Kind of going bonkers, and then you had the 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 passenger on the on the subway train disable him put him in a chokehold and the guy eventually died right but he was going bonkers and so this happens all the time and it happened in 1979 and we'll get to the story and i'll I'll show you what this is about
1: let's keep going a bit here turn with that story later on in the program ernie
5: and tonight the spell has been broken. The bank bandits have been taking the day off for the first time in two months. Now,
3: apparently there was a bunch of bank robberies in New York at this time. So this is a big part of the first part of the news. And and, and so what, the idea here is that is your money safe? Right? Is your money safe? Now today yeah, sure they rob banks, but now the bank robbery is all digital. So The idea, it's the same, but it's different, right? Back then, it was physical robbery and being in a bank, right? Now, it's kind of like, well, it's digital robbery and not even being in your bank. It's the same thing. Only this is, you know, 3D world. This is analog world versus where we are now, which is virtual. It's the same deal, right? They're going to devote a huge amount of this broadcast to these bank robberies, and there's this one guy who's a former bank robber. I'm going to play the story. It's going to crack your ass up, right? In in a funny way, it'll put a smile on your face, and it's also a bit of a feel good story. But again, right? What what are these people being faced with? Violence, uncertainty, and the insecurity of losing their money.
5: All right, here we go. There have been no reported bank robberies in New York City, but still the story is bad. If three more banks are robbed before the end of this month, we will set an all time record, and that record is not even a month old yet. And as numbers of hold-ups continue to grow, critics say that the banks are not doing enough to protect themselves. Roger Sharp has been studying those charts.
3: So you know that somebody out there watching this newscast says, I'm going to break that fucking record. I'm gonna break that motherfucking record. I'm going in. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, thanks for incentivizing uh, the uh, the criminal the criminal mindset of New York City. Or here we go. Let's watch this.
5: Charges and what the banks themselves have to say. He has a report tonight.
0: Most bankers are defensive about criticism over lack security and deny the mayor's claim they're inviting trouble. Koch says shoot him. But are vans of armed <laughs> to the teeth cops the best way to battle bandits?
3: Do that?
2: Cots says shoot them.
0: Why not put more armed guards back into the branches?
6: Because we haven't found that armed guards, first of all, are an effective deterrent. We have robberies, uh, many robberies that occur where there is an armed guard. Uh, and secondly, it, it's also, uh, without being a deterrent, it's a very expensive
2: uh, uh, item to have armed guards in, in every branch.
3: You're a fucking bank
2: you can afford it okay
3: you can afford it
2: and and thirdly
6: it is possible that indeed it could increase the violence in a branch to have a
3: a shootout say then just give them the money like they do now
0: between a robber and an armed guard instead of guns citibank is counting on technology such as the new universal automated machines which sharply reduce the amount of cash any teller has Eight branches use the machines right now, and they will be in all city banks by the end of next year. This universal teller system is seen as the ultimate defense against a would-be bandit because it's required that there be an account number entered in the computer before any cash comes out of the machine at all. And the teller here does not have access to the cash that is inside the box. What if the guy with the gun is insistent?
1: Then the
5: teller can explain that you will have to get a member of management to call. Have someone actually come who has access to the cash handling device. Our experience is that the length of time that would take, which could be 10 to 20 minutes, is unlikely that someone would remain.
1: I don't know about the bandits, though. They don't take no for an answer.
5: It might be a little
0: hard to convince them, I think. I don't it.
1: think they would believe it, but you couldn't open it, you
4: know. But you can't. No, you can't.
0: Is it pretty uneasy being a teller these days? It
4: is very uneasy.
3: You see what they're doing? They're just stoking all this fear. Right. But again, it, it, it's, it's an analog version of what we have today. The digital version is gee, do we feel safe about our money? Are they going to shut down the banking system? Right. Are, are the white collar bandits just going to walk right in through the, the back door and snatch it all up? This is the same version that's just analog. Let's keep going.
7: I'm very scared.
0: Well, that helps.
8: Yes, this is helps. to help.
0: Have you rehearsed what you'd say to a guy if he
8: pointed it at you? No, I just thought that I'd probably smile and just hope that he, you know, he wouldn't be so rough anyway.
0: Citibank is the only major bank here willing to talk with us about new security and the criticism the other big banks seem to feel the less said the better. It is known that Chase, for example, is now telling its tellers to walk away from note passing robbers and some of the other banks are changing personnel procedures. But apparently none are arming up inside the banks with a lot of additional guards. It is a very charged atmosphere already and we can
1: only hope that a nervous gunman uh, doesn't uh, overreact. Roger? One of the problems police face, experts say there's a new breed of bank robbers and it's a large breed. breed. Psychologists saying the average robber is no longer an experienced professional whose jobs are well-planned. Rather, they profile today's robber as a man in his 20s, unemployed, and acting on impulse. New York police are being trained to deal.
3: Does Does that sound like anything has fucking changed, right? Like, oh, this is the new breed. Like, the new breed is still here. Like, there is nothing new under the sun. I guess the old safe crackers, the old wizened veterans of the bank robbing world have given way to this new breed of psychopathic um, thieves. All right, let's keep going.
1: Deal with that criminal, Milton Lewis. Even before the current rash of bank robbery started, the police
7: department began a course on how to catch such culprits while they are actually committing such crimes. The classes began in April and are given twice a day, except for July and August.
3: Okay, this is kind of boring. We want to get to this part where there's this guy who's an uh, ex-bank robber. And they do a big piece on this dude and it's really it's kind of funny and interesting let's, let's do this
7: Here, Milton lewis channel seven eyewitness news in the bronx
5: well according to the fbi the odds of a bank robber getting caught are getting better mostly because robbers are sloppier than they used to be but doug johnson tonight met a man who was sloppy some years ago and well doug tells the story
7: Well, Ernie, despite the bit of greed and larceny that exists in all of us, I think it's difficult for the average person to understand the motivation for, or the experience of, robbing a bank, but today, I got some insight into that. This is the House Art Gallery on Park Avenue. Currently, it has a display of paintings done by inmates of various prisons, most of them very good. The head of Prisoner's Accelerated Creative Exposure, or PACE, is this man, 40-year-old Karamoko Bay. This building on Columbus Avenue between 97th and 96th now houses a senior citizen center. But in 1968, it housed a bank branch of Manufacturer's Hanover Trust. Eleven years ago, Karamoko Bay and two other men walked into this building with shotguns and robbed the then bank of $12,000. Bay served eight and one-half years. Today, he talked to me
8: about himself and people who robbed banks. When you did it, you lose the sense of reality for that time period and you go and you do it and you leave and it takes 30 seconds what about the decision to rob a bank I think the decision to rob the bank is is proportionate to your desperation because I don't know about note givers but people who go into banks with guns and in crews are desperados very dangerous people and They don't think. They don't think about getting caught. They don't think about getting killed. They think about killing and money. Though
7: Bay and his colleagues stole $12,000, they didn't get to keep a dime. The cops got it
8: all back.
3: Watch this and this. This is funny as hell. Okay, here we
8: go. One of the co-defendants threw it in the garbage can. See, it was a real fiasco. It sounded like the gang who couldn't shoot straight. Uh, the keys were left in the bank. The police were outside the bank while we were sitting in the getaway car and couldn't drive away with it. So it was really preposterous. You left the keys to the getaway car in yeah. the bank? The guy who had the keys was on an acid trip. See, so it was all kind of crazy. I tell you, you lose your sense of reality. <laughs> Karamoko there, he says. <laughs>
3: the dude. I'm sorry. The dude. Who is the driver? Is he's tripping on acid robbing a bank? And he leaves the keys of the car in the bank. And they're sitting outside the bank waiting for this motherfucker. And he comes out, he's got no keys. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. He says. I'm telling you, you lose your sense of reality. No shit. Right? But look at man. This is at the beginning of this newscast, they are just promoting fear, right? Like this is this is not changed. This is not changed. These guys are fucking fear peddlers. And again, you know, the the the, the modern equivalent now is our digital cash this this was our analog cash i do it that was that was kind of funny i needed to play that that's a good laugh
7: as it is hard for him to identify with the person he was when he robbed that bank 11 years ago he is a much changed man but he still has a connection to the building he would like to take it over that building where the bank once stood and make it into an art gallery and by the way the prison art is terrific Roger.
3: Go get yourself some charges prisoner. were
1: dropped today against Father Bernard Pagano. Now,
3: this is fucking weird. I, th- this is really weird. Catholic priest Father Pagano. Check now, watch this. Do you think okay it's going to be about sex? Like it, like well again has anything really changed? It's a little bit of a weird twist.
1: Pagano. He had been accused of being the gentleman bandit in the Wilmington, Delaware area. The prosecution had summed up in his trial when suddenly the charges were dropped.
3: The gentleman bandit in Wilmington, Delaware, and then all of a sudden the charges are, what the fuck is this about?
1: Another man had confessed to the robberies. The state of Delaware has apologized for his arrest and trial. and This
0: may sound really crazy to you, but if I had to do it all over again for the expression of love that I've had from people, I'd do it.
1: We reported at the top of the program the killing of a man by five police officers. The man shot 24 times. We had trouble with the film report. It's now apparently ready. Here it is. Tracy Egan reports.
3: Keep in mind, two plus four is six. Remember that number. And on the second trial.
4: A chalk outline.
1: Well. Somebody's right, somebody's wrong, we'll probably never find out who, (laughs) Ernie. Okay, Roger, still coming up tonight, the hospital story. New York wants to close some hospitals. Washington
5: says that that's a mistake. Right now, angry people are in the streets, and we'll have a live report coming up. Also coming up tonight, the story of Roxy, the wheelchair dog. It's the only way he can walk. The report and more as Eyewitness News continues from the... Very, very early
3: uh, wheelchair prosthetic for a dog. Okay, so let's move ahead. They've got this hospital strike. and of course, there's
2: protests All right, now
3: now this is this is interesting. This is a thing that's related to shopping. And you can tell that this is like an experimental version of Costco which at one point in time was called the price club. So so check this out. This is interesting. Like somebody's onto something here. And it actually becomes a viable retail model with some tweaks. Here we go.
1: Today, another way to save money at the supermarket could be called no-frills shopping. Bob Miller is here with his report. Roger, if a supermarket made it policy
6: not to redeem manufacturer's coupons, not to cash checks, and not to even give you bags for what you bought, unless you paid extra, you'd figure that the people would stay away in droves. But that's not the case here at the opening of the Plus Discount Store. Plus is A&P's attempt to put new life in a drooping corporate structure. The shopper also cannot get things like steak or pork chops at Plus stores. That saves on butchering costs. The items are not even unpacked from their cartons they're put straight on the shelf and all come in one size only what do you think of this kind of store we need more of them we need more of them maybe to shake up all these other stores sizes are limited here can yes. you get everything you want
4: yes well we, i have a large family so the big sizes are fine with me
6: suppose your income was greater would you go to the more conventional supermarket or would you continue to shop here well, i like this store i think no matter what, I can get in and out of here faster than another store. The shoppers are reacting oh. mainly to prices, which are advertised as up to 30% lower than other stores. One way to cut back on labor costs is to cut back on price labeling. Now, the shelves are marked.
3: Okay, now, so this is a little wonky, right? This is pre-barcode. But they're onto something here. Like, this, this model would ultimately take off. Because right? back in the day, you would have a guy right, with a price gun going k-dunk, 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 until they came up with the barcode. So they hadn't come up with the barcode yet, but it, it, the barcode was coming, and it was retail situations like this that would accelerate the generation of the barcode. And so what happens is that the, the checker. Has to memorize all the fucking prices. Watch this.
6: Marked with prices. Some items in the store are marked. However, the vast majority is not. That includes this jar of 8 o'clock coffee. That system requires a specially trained checkout clerk. Have you memorized 550 items here?
4: Yes, I have.
6: How did you you do that?
4: Just keep reading them over and just reading them and writing them down. Have people ask you the questions.
6: Lisa, are you sure you didn't make a mistake once or twice? Pretty sure. (laughs) We studied and we memorized with carts going through the um, siege and we rang up. And I think it was mostly the uh, trainers that really helped us a lot. What's your social security number? (laughs) Not allowed to give that out. I don't think you know it. I know. You didn't memorize it. I memorized it. Now more of these stores are on the way.
3: You know, it's kind of interesting about that. That story is that if you think about it, like humans are actually capable of some interesting shit. Like that seems minor, but today you try to get people to memorize 500 different items and the prices related to them. I, I don't think it's happening. I just don't think it's happening. Like, like, I don't even remember phone numbers anymore, and I used to have phone numbers just burned into my head, like I would just remember people's phone numbers, just like that, right? And now we just go into our phone, and there's their name. Um, so parts of our brains have atrophied, but if you look at that store, that is a precursor, total precursor, to uh, basically price club Costco. It's all happening right there. So again like have things changed that much well with that story it's a precursor to a change that becomes integrated into our life so we have some interesting themes going on here all right let's keep going
6: if their success continues it seems likely that other food chains will come up with something similar
5: ernie Still coming up tonight, the president visits Mark Twain's house, and Richard Nixon is still looking for a home. We'll have those stories and more coming up when Eyewitness News continues. All
3: right, so we're going to move ahead a little bit. Skip to commercials. This is a whole thing on on buses, buses safety, taxis. It's a whole segment dedicated to local transit. Um, And that has changed because these taxis have been – uh, completely displaced by by Uber and Lyft. So let's go through some more of the
2: commercials. All right. So this is
3: this is about this is interesting. This is about the UN and uh, Palestinian rights and Andrew Young, who was the ambassador to the UN at that time. So let's let's check this out.
1: American protests. The UN Security Council is now in the process of debating an Arab-sponsored resolution on Palestinian rights. The debate opened late this afternoon. It's now in progress in the UN Security Council. This despite the efforts of the outgoing Ambassador Andrew Young to prevent it. Young has said that on instructions from Washington, he will veto the resolution if it comes to that. The resolution calls for Palestinian rights to self-determination, national independence and sovereignty. The veto presumably would anger the PLO, as well as Arab oil suppliers to the U.S., particularly the Saudis.
3: All right. Why would it anger? Oh, so Andrew Young's decision. Well, of course. Of course it would. Of course it would. Andrew Young would eventually become the mayor of Atlanta. And uh, his end game would not be very good.
1: The male star of the Bolshoi Ballet has asked for asylum in the U.S. Alexander Gudinov is Gudinov.
3: He got it. He got it. He got he got his asylum. Let's keep going.
1: Here with the company in New York, but his- he ditched it. All
3: right. So this is this is interesting now. Writer.
8: I think that um-
3: this is a review of the a movie called "The Seduction of Joe Tynan." And it's with uh, Alan Alda and Meryl Streep. Now, there are two things interesting about this review. Number one,
2: the guy who's reviewing this
3: basically says that we're dealing with corrupt politicians, right? So in 1979, there is already a high degree of awareness with political corruption, In this country, like not some banana fucking republic.
2: And here we are, 2023,
3: and the movie has become real. And to some extent, he's also predicting the superstardom of a particular actress. I think this is Joel Siegel, the critic, and he totally gets it right. So here we go.
5: A new movie that's just opened. It's called The Seduction of Joe Tynan, and tonight, Joel Siegel has a review.
9: The Seduction of Joe Tynan is the new Alan Alda film. He's the star and the screenwriter. I think that, um, something may be happening here that we didn't expect. I think you're right, but I think you expected it. Alan Alda has done it. He's given us a fascinating, intelligent movie filled with fascinating, intelligent people. Joel, they're after me i stand convicted of being an old man i'm telling you straight out joe i need your help melvin douglas and it's wonderful to see him again plays an old southern senator who needs a favor from alda who plays a liberal senator from our own new york with as they say presidential aspirations his name is joe tynan and as the title suggests he gets seduced by the power by the possibility of even more power and by meryl streep who is fantastic
6: you remind me of john f kennedy
4: Mm. Oh boy! <laughs> i have never heard that one before.
6: You do. If you look just behind his eyes, you could see his intelligence and his wit, compassion, just like you.
9: Did you make a pass at Kennedy? Was this a pass? Well, it ain't no naked reverse, otherwise the film would have been rated X instead of PG. I think this is a pass. I knew it all the time. There is a problem with all the script. It's politically naive. A Democratic president will never appoint a segregationist to the Supreme Court. We're not shocked by corruption in Washington. These days, we expect it.
3: See that? We're not shocked by corruption in Washington. These days, we expect it. This is 1979. Again, what has really
2: changed here? Did, did we
3: sort of lose perspective somewhere along the way? Did we think at some point it was all like, you know, tidy whitey?
2: Peaches and cream, leave it the beaver. You go back and look,
3: not a lot has really changed. The supermarket story is kind of interesting, isn't it? All right, here we go. Let's keep going.
9: But away from the capital as a film dealing with real people trying to come to grips with fame and power, Alan Alda has given us a gem. I'm Joel Siegel, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. What are you smile at? You, you're going to be a huge star. And is my aunt Ida ever going to be sorry? She had her nose done.
1: Well, the Isley brothers.
3: Okay. Have to- okay. So this is one of these events or news story where we're not paying attention. Okay. This is going to be about the Isley brothers and um, they got some tax problems. Now remember 24 shots were fired earlier. Two plus four is what? Six. Right. And, you get, and we're going to get to 24 again. And listen to the Isley Brothers story. Here we. Let me back up a
9: little bit. Eyewitness News. What are you smiling at? You. You're going to be a huge star. And is my aunt Ida ever going to be sorry she had her nose done?
1: Well, the Isley Brothers have tax problems. The Soul Group now charged with non-payment of six hundred sixty thousand dollars in personal income taxes.
3: Six hundred and sixty thousand. Again. If, if you're kind of, you know, Illuminati symbol hunting, there is your number right there. Not 600,000, not 700,000, but 660,000. Throw in the uh, 24 shots, plus four is six, and here you go. You got a little 666 symbolism here. But, like, this is fucking weird, right? Like, the number. And again, back in the day, we would have just, like, glanced right over 66,000 or 660,000, right? We would have a glance right over it. But now, all of a sudden, that number gets our attention. It's like, oh, interesting. So I ask you again, has anything really changed? Or, or were we just not paying attention most of the time?
1: All right, let's keep going. The IRS has seized a number of their properties as a result. A Washington physician has been fined $500
5: for beating a Canada goose to death with his putter at a Maryland country club about three months ago. The doctor claimed that he killed the bird out of mercy after wounding it with a bad shot off the course. Some reports said that the goose's honking was disturbing the doctor's putting. The judge didn't buy the story. fined him $500.
3: Okay. Are you
2: guys Curb Your Enthusiasm fans? I wonder where Larry David got this storyline. Right by
0: the pond. You're right by the pond. Enjoy the swans.
8: Hey! 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 Hey!
6: And then I, I looked up, and he started coming towards me,
0: and he, he, he attacked me. He leaped at me. Did you provoke him? No, I didn't do anything. You know this is Takahashi's pet swan. This is the love of his
3: life. Do you think I wanted to kill it? I don't want to kill a swan.
9: Well, we're going to have to call Animal Control or the Wildlife Society what? or something no, 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 like no, no, that. Are you out of your mind? No, it could be something hey, in the food no. or in the
6: water they're no, attacking. Nobody's calling no, anybody. You no. got that? Nobody's calling anybody. We'll get kicked out of the club.
9: OK, no, well, I got to tell my wife. Hey, no wives, nobody. Come on, I tell my wife everything. It was something that we agreed to what in are our marriage vows. You, you tell your wife everything. Uh, she won't tell anybody, but I got to
6: tell
0: her. I have to tell her. Are crazy? What? You don't tell your wife anything. My wife thinks I'm at the office. The only time Man. I tell her I'm playing golf is when I'm with another woman. Okay? we got to cover your tracks.
3: <laughs> We're a foursome here. We're all in this together. No wives. All right. Fine. we got to bury this thing now. Yeah. That's ah. Okay. Again, right? Has anything really changed? Uh, I, I mean, so clearly there's a story on there about a doctor who is fined $500 for killing a goose or a swan at a golf course. I guarantee you, Larry David was paying attention. Guarantee you he was paying attention. And at some point in time, he was going to use that story. And he used it in one of his many kind of um, golf scenes on Curb Your Enthusiasm.
2: All right. I think that's really about it for, like, the new stuff. I mean, you don't want to hear about the dog. And uh, Let's see what else we have here. Here, let's see what
3: else. That's really, like, the bulk of it. But there, there's this one scene where this guy, Roger Grimsby, answers a phone call. During the, during the newscast. Let's do this.
1: Ian Moore was a dedicated wheelchair athlete training for the National Paraplegic Championships. Moore had won the preliminary discus competition and was qualified to compete in the nationals in table tennis and field sports. No more, His picture was in the paper, and he was recognized by the people on his route. He's a postman. So,
3: that's a guy who basically was faking being disabled (laughs) that's kind of fucking funny right he's like he's like in all these wheelchair events (laughs) he's actually a postman i'm sorry that's some funny shit like why would somebody want to do that you know why would they want (laughs) why would they want to do that this guy's laughing his ass off. By the way, the perm was really big back in the day. Right, the old perm. All right, let's keep going.
5: Some angry people tonight are protesting the possible closing of some New York City hospitals.
3: So we got protests. They're 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 a constant. Like protests are a constant.
2: That, that happens. It's a
3: Mayor Koch. So shut down some hospitals, losing money. All right, this is the uh, they finally get to the uh, to the report where the guy gets killed. We'll, we'll watch that here.
4: Of course, the decision. Of course, the decision to actually close Sydenham and Metropolitan and the other two municipal hospitals that are proposed won't come until after September 1st. That's when the state health department will issue its report about the closings. Live from Harlem, Chi Chi Williams, Channel 7 Eyewitness News.
1: A Brooklyn man dead shot 24 times by five police officers. They say self-defense, others say no. Tracy Egan has a report, and here it is.
4: A chalk outline and a wash of dried blood marked the spot where Luis Baez was shot and killed minutes after his mother summoned police. Rose Padilla told police her emotionally troubled son was cutting up her kitchen floor, and when they arrived Luis Baez lunged at them, then he climbed out the living room window under the fire escape. More police waited below. Henry Lopez watched.
9: He was about this high, and they were trying to talk him down from here. And
3: Look, he's even demonstrating. He's demonstrating what happened. This guy is a good interview.
9: The cops, they just grabbed the stairs, they picked it up, and they dropped him. He was about this low. They lowered him down first. He was about this low, and they dropped it, and then he just fell. He came up. I don't know if he still had the scissors in his hand. And they started hitting him with the club over here, hitting him with the club. I don't know if the scissors still dropped out of his hand. He jumped over. He jumped over, and just about here, he started going all crazy or something. And uh, they just uh, moved back and uh, and opened fire on him.
4: Rose Padilla followed her son's last moments.
8: When when he fell down, he hurt his legs, and he jumped over. When he jumped over, she seen that there was going to fire at him, that she went like this not to. They just went on and fired on him.
4: Is she saying, then, that the police murdered her son? Yeah. Yeah. Police say Baez growled and lunged at them with scissors. Some witnesses still insist the shooting was not necessary. Well, they didn't have a shooting. There was no reason for him to shoot him. He wasn't a portion of any of them then.
9: And then when he fell, they just stood there like this. And they still shot him? They still shot
4: him when he was on
9: the ground.
4: You would swear to that? Yes. Did you see them shoot him when he was on the ground?
9: Yeah, shot him when he was on the ground, too. How many times? Couldn't, couldn't keep up with the count.
4: Inspector Frank Mendyke says the five officers surrounding Baez thought their lives were threatened. They fired 24 times.
6: But the shots were almost simultaneous. The, the proof is that most of the witnesses thought only seven or eight shots were fired when, in fact, 24 were fired. Okay. But they were.
3: Why is he admitting that? Well- like that's bizarre that's really bizarre. he's admitting that 24 shots were pumped into this guy like there were there was no doubt that motherfucker was never going to use another pair of scissors again right It's obvious he's probably tripping balls on PCP like that like he's he's that's what's going on, right
2: and they took a mad dog out. Now,
3: shit like that still happens. Like, it still happens today. The only difference now is that um, if that happened to New York City now, they'd burn the fucking place down. They, w- they would burn it down. But but this guy, he's like, it sounded like, hey, but it was really 24. Because they were like, do you really want to admit the 24 shots being loaded into this guy? especially when he's on the ground. Like, this is insane.
6: We're all fired at the, in the same time, so it sounded like only seven or eight.
4: <laughs> the police department will investigate the shooting and the Brooklyn DA will routinely present the case to a grand jury. But Mrs. Padilla says nothing can make up for the loss of her only son. She hopes to return to Puerto Rico where she says she'll remember Luis, but try to forget about the way he died. Roger.
1: In Alexandria, Virginia, a federal judge has ruled that the principal of a private Baptist school was within his constitutional rights when he expelled 14-year-old Melissa Fiedler. He expelled her because he thought she was romantically interested in a 14-year-old black boy. Ernie? When we return, Lou Boda will have the sport. Now, that has
3: changed. That has
2: changed. Which is interesting. All right, so we got some sports here, blah blah blah. We've got some weather, right? And um,
3: that's pretty much the the size of it. So I really wanted to, I really wanted to play this because I wanted to just share with you. In a lot of ways, nothing has really changed. Like, like the same things that are happening in 1979 are still happening now. The, the mechanisms or the, the, I guess you would say the theater for some of it has changed. Like the bank story is there to get people to feel really uneasy about their money and about their safety. Like that is a physical story. Now flip it. It's digital it's you're dealing with the same basic fundamental premise, which is fear. And it's gone from like being on the streets to being somewhere in cyberspace. Okay. There's that, right? You had the crazy motherfucker who gets plowed down by police.
2: Same thing happens.
3: Right. But now the response, the social response is very, very different. So they really can't do that anymore, but but it still happens. You'll still read about and hear about these events. Joel Siegel saying, we're well aware of corruption in Washington, D.C. Like it's commonplace. And now we're acting like it's like, oh, my God, you know, this thing is really corrupt. No, it's been like that for a long time. And they're telling you,
2: right? They're absolutely telling you. So
3: how much has really changed? Maybe they've turned the volume up a little bit. And even the Isley Brothers story. Like, really? $660,000?
2: You know, nice little Illuminati number hypnosis right still there we just weren't paying attention just weren't paying attention some of it's kind of funny though too (laughs) I swear
3: to god the guy the guy tripping on acid during the robbery and leaving the keys in the car that's fucking classic all right I just thought it'd be kind of fun and lighthearted and yet somewhat instructive to understand that some stuff is
2: still around. The song remains the same
3: in many regards. All right. um, We'll be back tomorrow and I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the Tucker stuff from over the weekend when And I know everybody has already gotten into it and sliced and diced and filleted the whole thing, but um, there's some things I do want to, I want to talk about Um, particularly Mike Pence and uh, just what an absolute train wreck Mike Pence is and what happened during that. But I also think that there's a reason why Mike Pence is there and I, I wouldn't write him off so quickly. Uh, and it has, a, it has a lot more to do with his political affiliations and deals he's made than anything that resembles a, quote, unquote, worthwhile candidate. So we'll break some of that down tomorrow. I got to go. I got a client. It's one of those things. Thanks for being here. Use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to step on what's possible. Don't forget our good friends at True Science. 15MINS on checkout, 15 minutes. Gets you free goodies if you spend $100 or more. Thanks for being here. And once again, congratulations, Krimis, for all those years of
2: wonderful partnership. Bye for now.